When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer. Joined in the Soul Shack tonight on my right, Adam Markham. Adam, how are you on? Doing wonderful, Josh. How are you, mate? It's a chilly night here in BG. Very chilly. Both I don't like our, it. We both got our jackets on. I hate it. I really hate it. It is so freaking cold. I really hate it. <laughs> and yeah. the chuckle you hear there from the virtual Sochak is one of our absolute favorite guests from IDP Guys and IDP Nations, Kyle Belly Fuel. Kyle, how are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Um, it's really cold up here in the UP, too. So that's why I was chuckling because I'm, you know, I'm even in my house and I'm cold. So. Yeah. yeah, we have this this little wall-mounted heater that I got from Amazon, and God bless it. It's trying to get to 70. I don't think it's gotten above, like, 60 all night. It's yeah. just like, nope, too cold. How, how long has it been cold there? Oh, it's been cold for probably the last three weeks. We, we got the, the last 2,000 years. Yeah, yeah <laughs> forever. When was the last ice age? <laughs> yeah, we got, we got to get a few rounds of golf in early November, and then uh, mm. then it hit, it hit the under 40 and – that ain't happening. <laughs> so yeah, yeah we've I, been in the thirties. I got one in. I got a round in Saturday, and I think that's it for me for the year. It looks like it's good. It's, I don't think the cold is going away here, yeah, BG. I think that's it. I mean, but you it. never know. Kentucky, you do have some windows sometimes. They'll have a, a weird yeah. seventy degree day. We have had like 55, 60 degree Christmases before. Yeah. So you just never know. You never know when you have to abandon the family during the holidays and go golf. Yeah. Yep. Got to do it. Got to do it. And Kyle, you uh, you had a big weekend or a big week this past week uh, going up to deer camp, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, it was uh, um, opening uh, day was last Monday of uh, of deer season up here. So I went away in the woods for the week and, uh, you know, didn't didn't get a deer, didn't see much. But that's all right, because we drank a bunch of beer, played a lot of cards and, uh, you know, said a lot of stupid stuff and. Lot of Total lot of lies. Total lot of lies. <laughs> Total Just lot a bunch of lies. dudes being yeah. bros, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure I sobered up yet, but you know what? <laughs> hey, that's I, the that's how we like our guests. Just the slight yeah. buzz. I think I do uh, most things better half buzzed up anyway, like golf, basketball, oh, yeah. my job, most of it. <laughs> <laughs> Just daily life, yeah. family time, <laughs> storybook. Couple, yeah, couple tall, yeah, a couple tall boys, and I'm dialed in. Let's go. Just takes the edge off for sure. Take the edge off, yeah. as we know, Addy. <laughs> as so. someone that has enjoyed many a uh, uh, so beers. Oh, of course. The uh, the over under on so beers per episode is usually about two and a half. Yeah, I'm trying to cut down on the beers though. The uh, as I've gotten older, boy, I can, I cannot do the well. I can still probably do the maybe the light beers, but these lagers and these ales, I'm afraid it's uh, I'm afraid it's about over for me. <laughs> yeah, linebackers aren't the only LBs we're packing on. <laughs> I feel that. I, just, I, I put a few on myself this last week. Ate whatever, drank whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know, man. I, I had the, but yeah, I had that moment uh, recently. I got on the scale. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? This can't be right. 
Am I holding a small yeah. child in my arms while I'm weighing in? Yeah, I had clothes on, so I just immediately took everything off. I was like, this has got to be an error. Yeah, it's like, yeah. like I think yeah. it was a Neil Brennan tweet. He was like, anytime I step on the scale, I know my shirt weighs at least five pounds. Easily. <laughs> Easily. That's what I like to tell myself, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Don't you miss, like college like your late teens early 20s where you could legitimately eat anything drink anything and usually like lose weight because you're just mildly like walking around campus right yeah it did not matter at all you could yeah your body was just like whatever whatever put cheese on everything you know, for sure. I did. Our famous, yeah, did. our famous yeah. Uh, stop that we would do every week was uh, Red Zone at WKU. I would get the chicken tenders with fries and a bowl of queso, and just dip the chicken in the fries and the cheese dip. <laughs> yeah, I did man. this for years, Kyle, and I yeah. did not gain weight. Like, what does that say about your metabolism in your early twenties? Right? Yeah, it says I, we miss it. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. That shit was delicious too. It was so good. It was man. very good. It, was... it paired unbelievable with. Uh, it probably doesn't sound the best at home. I'd never tried the dipped chicken, Josh. That's a little, that's a little absurd. But the fries, boy, they were on Fire. point with the queso. Yeah, because they were sort of the Zaxby's like kind of yeah. Cajun fries a little bit. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Mm. You want to go to Red Zone after this? <laughs> I would love to. All right, let's do it. Oh, I want to go to Red Zone. <laughs> come down, Kyle B. We'll uh, we'll take you to Red Zone. It's a good yeah. stop. It's right. definitely not there anymore, right? It's still there. Is it? Yes. It may be called something different, but yeah. I'm pretty and sure it's still And they've still definitely there. changed, like, you know, the people that provide the food. Yeah, I'm sure it's <laughs> way worse now. Definitely. We, we we had it good when we were there. But before we go eat at Red Zone and uh, just destroy our weight loss <laughs> goals for the rest of this year, Kyle, we're going to talk a little bit about fantasy football, about IDP. It's uh, Thanksgiving week, so we're doing a little bit different schedule this week. We've got you on tonight. This will be dropping Monday night, so for most of you all, Tuesday morning. And then we're going to be recording the Week 12 IDP preview right after this episode with Kyle, and that'll drop on Wednesday morning. So just to give you guys a little bit different schedule because of the holidays, but Kyle, you're one of our favorite guests. We like to have you on and just you know talk IDP, kind of have a, a fun, enjoyable conversation, not really a, a tight agenda uh, we're getting deep into the fantasy season. There's still weeks to be won, games to be played. But sometimes, Addy, we just like to have a guest on and just shoot the breeze, you know? Yes, sir. Just Let a, them carry it. Just a few dudes <laughs> being bros. Yeah, that really is what it comes down to, guys. We are effing fatigued, and we need uh, just... We need Kyle B. We need Kyle B. <laughs> when you're fatigued, banter. get Kyle B. There you go. That should be your slogan, Kyle B. That's the name of the episode. There you go. I, fatigued? Question mark. Time for Cal B. <laughs> Let's go. I dig it, man. <laughs> I love it. So we've got some questions here, Kyle, and we are going to talk IDP and fantasy football. It's not all going to be about golf and red zone, chicken tenders and fries with cheese dip. Mm-hmm. So let's look back on the week that was, Kyle. We're, we're recording this in the midst of the Monday night game between the Bucks and Giants, but most of the action for week 11 is in the rearview mirror. So looking back, I know you were at Deer Camp, but you got a full day of football in on Sunday. You were yeah. you were you were questionable, but you were activated <laughs> off the injury list and were a full go for week eleven action. So I'm curious, as you look back and uh, from the games that you watched, what was something that jumped out to you IDP wise uh from week eleven? Um you know, a couple things after looking back on the games and checking the box scores was um 
you know, after I watched the Dallas Kansas city game and, you know, noticed how much Micah Parsons was playing on the defensive line. And then to see the actual numbers come out and see that he exclusively um, was utilized on the defensive line this week. And I mean, he had an awesome game. He's just been on fire, but um, you know, that the Dallas pass rush unit has just suffered so many injuries and they just decided to put him back on there this week. And, um, and it opened up, you know, some opportunities for, uh, for the other linebackers to see some more snaps and, you know, Keanu Neal played every snap this week, which is a huge bump for him. And then LVE saw 72%. So a little bit, a little bit different there in Dallas this week, as far as, uh, you know, how they, they used Parsons on the line and then those other guys got a shot. And then um, another thing that jumped out, checking box scores and snap counts was uh, Adam's boy, Quincy Williams is back. Um, Jared Davis, Lost his job. Quincy Williams got the start. 88% of snaps, 15 tackles, 10 solos, big day. Um, those were two IDP things that kind of jumped out at me right away when I was skimming. Um, and then, you know, just like a usual suspect here, Roquan Smith, just a beast of a day. Uh, 17 tackles, 13 solos. That You know, that puts him at 110 on the year already. That's insane. And uh, Jeremy Chen with a season-high 13 tackles this week. So that was uh, – that was pretty baller. And then, like, has Marcus Davenport finally figured it out, man? Yeah, like, is it, it looks is it, like it, doesn't it? Is it finally happening? Another, I, I mean, what do you have? So. One and a half sacks this week, I think it was. Four and a half sacks his last three games. Like, is it finally happening, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, so those were kind of some IDP things that uh, that stuck out to me right away. Looking, yeah. Looking through. It was to touch on the Micah Parsons point because I heard on the Around the NFL podcast they were showing Parsons some love, saying that essentially he's got the defensive rookie of the year locked up. And oh, yeah. I don't think yeah. that's much of a debate. <laughs> but aligned at edge, this is from uh, Next Gen Stats, aligned at edge on a career high 56 of 58 defensive snaps. That's 97% with Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory injured. And this tweet as well from Seth Walder says, Micah Parsons has 12 pressures today per ESPN stats and info. That's the most by a player in a single game as tracked by ESPN since 2019. Nick Bosa and J.J. Watt each had a game with 12 that year. So not only sort of a standout performance in terms of where he was lining up and something that made you take notice, Kyle, but his most productive and prolific day in terms of getting after the quarterback. Yeah. He, I mean, he was everywhere. Um, you know, he had that big uh, forced fumble strip sack deal on, on Mahomes when he tracked him down. I mean, Mahomes is rolling out and he had nothing for Parsons speed wise. That's for sure. Um, so, I mean, that guy is just something he's just balling out as a rookie and it's just going to be wheels up for him, you know, as, as he goes here. So um, it, it's just really cool to see him utilizing like in different ways and just be such a baller everywhere they put him. So um, just such a fun player to watch. Addy, I don't want to skip over here. Quincy Williams, one of your original babies back in the mix. Let's go. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the sleeper leagues that I have him in where I can use him as a DB. Um, oh, that's just a huge advantage here at the end of the season. Kyle, getting back to Micah Parsons though, where do you view him in dynasty now? Like among the linebackers? Where were you willing to take him um, in a startup? Man, I mean, I'm taking him compared over to the other linebackers. I think he's. I think I'm willing to take him right up there with the top dogs. I really am. You know, I'm not sure. It's tough, you know, with like the the guys you're used to with Darius Slander, Roquan Smith, Devin White. Like, are you ready to mm-hmm. put him in? Are you ready? Is he, 
do you put him in that tier right away? And I, I feel like he's, yes. I mean, I, I think, think so. so. I mean, he's done enough right now. I mean, but he, he can do it all. So, um, yeah, yeah I think Having I'm taking... one of the most impressive rookie seasons I think we've ever seen from absolutely a defensive player. But I've been kind of harping on this, you know, for the last few, few, uh, few weeks, Dallas has a decision to make yes, if they, they do. don't want to, you know, maybe keep him there on the, on the defensive line permanently. I yeah. mean, he, he is straight up ball and like looking a lead out there when when they you know keep him there so yeah I mean what's more valuable right to a defense I think it's pressures and yeah. getting after the quarterback yeah. rather than tackles and yeah oh yeah know, because it leads to space. leads to the quarterbacks you know making bad decisions turnovers all that stuff so yeah I I think Micah Parsons football wise I think Dallas probably would prefer to to keep him there on the edge. And yeah, IDP wise, we talk about that's not what we like all the time, but Micah Parsons, like a, a mold breaker potentially. Um, I wouldn't worry yeah. too much about that where, however he's used, I think he's still going to be uber productive for IDP. Absolutely. Yeah. We were saying before the year, I, I don't know which pot I mentioned this on, but I thought that Parsons had a chance to finish as the LB one, mm-hmm. have that Darius Leonard type of season. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen, we still have, you know, Roquan in the mix there that I think probably is the leader in just like true LB leagues, not where like the TJ Watts of the world are mixed in with your LBs. But I think he has a chance, especially if he finishes strong and kind of has this cheat code potential playing along the defensive line, getting these pressures, getting these sacks and these big play leagues where it spikes your point totals. I think you might see. Micah Parsons right there neck and neck with Roquan to finish the year as the LB one. Yeah. I think that's kind of where he'll finish in ranks to um, next year. I think he'll be, he'll be top three. I, I mean, think he'll be number two behind Roquan for yeah, most people. Now, and Dev- in dynasty, I think he'll be number one. Yeah. Devin White last week reminded everybody. How, I haven't really been paying much attention to this game. How's he looked this I'll, week? I'll pull it up because I've got him on the squad. But yeah, I mean, I, there's no way he's, he's not top three going forward. Um, just a man if whoever you know drafted him this this in their previous rookie drafts uh they're feeling really good right Grinning now. like a cheshire cat for sure that because he was like a you know maybe uh i mean likely an early second round pick in most yes. leagues yes um, as the first idp off the board for yeah. most most leagues we saw it was him or uh, Zaven Collins or Jamin Davis. Those were the three that were kind of in the mix since there wasn't a real dominant edge rusher in this class. Uh, White's had a quiet night. He's only had three tackles and three assists for 6.75 points tonight. Okay, so yeah, Michael Parsons definitely had a Devin White. All right, Devin White arrow down. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is it. But uh, I wanted to pull it up right now and just see uh, where – he was ranking in terms of our RSO league. I don't think this is updated with week 11 scoring yet, but I wanted to see. Um, so he is actually looks like fifth right now, but you have guys in there like TJ Watt and Harold Landry. So just amongst pure linebackers, he is number three right now behind wow. Roquan Smith and Eric Hendricks is actually number one. So wow. who knows how this will shake out, but I do think Parsons has a chance to finish as the LB1. Addy, big pole lover. <laughs> Let's talk about another dynasty asset that has more question marks now, especially after the horrible injury news. Washington football team's Chase Young. 
you did a series of polls off our last podcast talking about, okay, where does Chase Young fall in dynasty ranks now mm-hmm. with the injury, with a down season? So why don't you hit us with some this or that, and Kyle B. and I will give our response, and then we can see where the voters came down. Okay, so who do you want in Dynasty, Chase Young or Brian Burns? Kyle, I'll let you go first as our guest on these. Oh, that is so close. Um, I'm going to go Burns. It's so close. I'm going to go Burns as well. Well, that's what the uh, Twitter audience said. Uh, 51% of the votes for Brian Burns, 49% of the votes for Chase Young. So very close. Very close. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I think okay. that's probably just because Burns is still playing and has had a better season, right? Because yeah. I think if you'd asked this back in August, that would probably be 70-30 for Chase Young. Oh, yeah, I think so. If I had to yeah. guess. Yeah. So yep. not a surprise that Burns has overtaken him. But, yeah, that's where I'm at as well. Okay. Uh, next one. Chase Young or Josh Allen? And again, this is for Dynasty. For Dynasty. Okay, Kyle, what you going with there? I'm going to go Chase Young. I am going to go with Chase Young as well. Okay. Um, Hey, that was the Josh Allen and the Jaguars, guys. Oh, I thought it was the quarterback. (laughs) No. Then the Ultra Flex League where you can start any player in that position. I'll take him over every Josh Allen. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, you guys were the same as as Twitter. Uh, 58% for Chase Young, 42% for Josh Allen. That was kind of surprising because Josh Allen has been playing out of his mind lately. I think there's still – I think people are still a little skeptical. Kyle, tell me if you you think the same here, that after the down season last year from Josh Allen, people still aren't bought back in yet. And he also plays in Jacksonville. I think Mm -hmm. we can't overlook the fact that He's in like the, probably the thirty second of out of thirty two TV markets for for football. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. That's definitely um, kind of where my bias is as well. You know that down year in, in the playing in Jacksonville. Um, yeah, I just, just kind of gravitate towards Chase Young. I I like Josh Allen, but um, I, I guess I still just I can still just feel myself gravitating towards Chase Young. You know, because definitely those uh, those attributes play in there. I agree. And it's it's very close. It's like Burns one A, Young one B, Allen one C. Yeah, like these guys yeah. are right yeah. in their neck and neck. Right. Yeah. Yep. Another thing I'll say though, uh, Chase Young does have like two years on Josh Allen, so you know that yeah. plays a factor too. Two years is in age. Chase Young is older. I'm sorry, younger. Younger. Okay. Yes. 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 That helps as well. All right. Next poll. Chase Young. Or Max Crosby. Okay, this is a pretty. This is easier. It's still Chase Young for me, even coming okay. off the injury. Kyle, yeah. what about you? Yeah, Chase Young as well. Yeah, this one wasn't really close at all. Eighty-four percent for Chase Young, sixteen percent for Max Crosby. I didn't spell it triple uh, X. Oh well, I, okay. I thought so, that would have not been fair. The well has been poisoned because I think it would have been a hundred and ten percent for triple X. Exactly Crosby right, and negative ten yeah. for Chase Young. I would have created burner accounts to vote for Max Crosby. <laughs> he would have, yeah. <laughs> yes. Kyle B, Kyle C, Kyle D. Yeah. Kyle XXX. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's his burner that only likes sex, box, sex bots accounts. Yeah, I'm a big integrity guy, so uh, I made sure. You make sure them polls don't get touched sure, by bots? Sure, sure. Oh, man. Um, you are a big poll lover, as That's we know. true, that's true. Uh, Chase Young? Or Harold Landry, 
Okay, so this one is a little closer than Triple X Crosby for me, Kyle, but um, I'm still going with Chase Young. What about you? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I'm a big Landry fan, too, uh, and he's having a great year. I think he's got double-digit sacks right now. I think he's sitting on 10. Um, but, yeah, I still I still think I go Chase Young here. Harold Landry has been nuts this year. I know. Really has. I know. It's insane. I'm looking at his log right now. Uh, so his worst game has been 7.25 points, but he's had four 20-point uh, games, and then he's had – God, he's had 13.75, 16 points, 11.25, 13 points, 15 points, 12 points. Just as solid as it gets, man. That's right. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's that's pretty tough. But, again, it was uh, similar to the last poll. Chase Young by a mile, 87%. Wow. wow. Yeah. That is higher than I thought because Landry's been so good this year. Maybe there's some recency bias. But yeah. I don't know if people are bought in yet on Harold Landry. Right. Yeah. This feels a little bit like a um, Hassan Reddick situation where it's like, want to see it some more. Yeah. Big contract year, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Harold Landry's going to be a free agent. Like, do we actually buy this long term? Hey, but all those uh, guys that were due for big contracts that got paid, they're still, they're still balling. They're still balling. Yeah. yeah. That's absolutely yeah. right. Very true. Um, okay. So here's another interesting one Chase Young or Daniil Hunter? Ooh. Kyle, I'm going to let you take this one first. Oh man, it, this hurts me to say, but I'm going to go Chase Young only be, because you know Daniel Hunter's been so banged up as well. I, I, I'm a huge Daniel Hunter fan, but um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Chase Young and not feel that great about it. But I think the the injuries with Hunter and I'm gonna take the the youth with Young and uh, and, and go with Chase. Yep. I'm going Chase Young as well. Daniel Hunter, 27 years old. Uh, two seasons that have ended with injury. And I'm going to guess this one is probably like a 89 to 11 split with uh, Chase Young being the winner. Actually, this one's better than the previous two. Chase Young, 72%. Wow. Daniel Hunter, 28%. That's more than I thought he would get. Yeah. Um, people, I think, just – I think people view Daniel Hunter, at least I do, kind of like a bionic man. Like, even if he is injured – Dude is such a freak athlete specimen. I think he'll come back from this latest injury and be fine. But you do have to, you do have to acknowledge the fact he's significantly older and has a little bit longer injury history than Chase at this point. Yeah, that's what it is for me as well. Um, Okay, now we're going to get into some picks. Chase Young or a twenty twenty two late first round pick, and that's the one hundred nine. Or you know, through the one oh nine through the one twelve. Okay, right. let's, so let's say the one oh nine. Chase Young or the one oh nine Calvin. In the twenty twenty two. In the twenty twenty two class. Which is apparently, you know, a weak class. Yeah, we're we, we hearing that a lot, but you know. Um You're right, right. No, and it's um I mean I haven't really dove into all the prospects, but it's a it's a pretty solid edge class, um, from what I've heard. You know, it's tough because I was the guy who spent the late first last year on Chase – or not, two years ago on Chase Young or whatever it was. Um, uh, I'm going to go Chase Young. It's just because yeah, I'm, I'm biased. I'm biased because I've, I've spent the late first on him in a rookie draft and I want – you know, it's like – it feels like just breaking even, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, truly. Yeah, I, I want Chase Young as well. But it is close. Um, yeah. But – if it's a pick, it's hard for me with a 
with a, even after a down year coming off an injury, like we know Chase Young's going to be fine. It's hard for me to give up something known, a known quantity with that kind of ceiling for a player that late in the first, especially in a weaker draft class. So yeah, this is Chase Young pretty easily for me. I don't, and I don't know that rookie fever has set in yet. And especially with the concerns about this class. So I'd be curious here what this poll results are. Yeah. Well, we'll find out on the next episode of the IDP show. Josh, hit the outro. IDP show. <laughs> now, this is pretty wild right here. 33% for Chase Young. What? Wow. Yeah. 67% for the 2022 late first. Wow. That is pretty surprising. Yeah. Um, so, of course, I did another one. Uh, Chase Young or a 2022 mid first. So that's like the 105 to the 108. Mm, this one's a little more tempting, Kyle. Does this uh, does this sway you to give up Chase Young for like a mid first? I think I might. Yeah, I, th- I think I think I might take the mid first. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, is how close is it for you? Because I think I'm slightly on the other side. Like I think that the 105. Three, 103 and a half may be like the cutoff point for me. Like if it's a 103, <laughs> yes. If it's 104, probably not. But it's like right on that borderline for it's, me. No, it's close. I'm just – I keep thinking some of these wide receiver prospects coming out here and, um, you know, that the edge class is pretty solid. And it's close, but I slightly lean the pick. All right. Well, I guess this one's going to be even more of a slam dunk for oh, the yeah. pick. Yeah, 82% want the 2022 mid-first. Only 18% for Chase Young. All right. All wow. Right. Another pick question. All right. Chase Young or two 2022 seconds? It's a lot of twos in there. 2022, <laughs> two, two, two. <laughs> uh, this is an easy no for me. Kyle, what about yeah, you? I'll take Chase Young. Yeah. Uh, 57% chose Chase Young, 43 for the pair of seconds. So basically, his value right now is a 2022 first-round pick. Yes. Of any type, it sounds like. Yes. But you get into the seconds, no. Right. Okay. I can under I can contextualize and understand that. That makes sense to me. All right, and then I did Chase Young or a 2023 first. So, uh, you know, two years away. That's going to be a, a no for me. Kyle, what about you? I definitely I got a pretty good feeling. I know what the the survey says because the twenty twenty three class is like so hyped. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, without knowing like where it is, I I probably just keep Chase Young. Yeah, yeah, because you could have the number one pick. You could have a twelve pick. You know, you don't know. It's yeah. Two years away. Yeah, Chase Young, twenty seven percent. What? Yeah. <laughs> that is wild. You don't get to use that pick for two years, <laughs> bro. Twenty twenty three. Trade it. In the 2022 offseason, going into 2023. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, so that's all the polls. Wow. So people, I get the sense that Chase Young can be had right now. Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. There's, there's maybe, maybe a few guys that you would take over him right now as far as the edge group is concerned. Josh Allen, Brian Burns, definitely in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, what I would be curious is if, like, you know, if you did like a what would what would Max Kyle Max Crosby plus what? Let's say picks. What Ooh. kind of pick plus Max Crosby gets Chase Young? If you're the Chase Young manager, 
I think it'd have to be an early second. I agree with that. Addy, do you want something more plus max for uh, Chase Young? No, it feels fair. I think that's that, that feels, feels right. That feels fair. Yeah. So, because both those guys, I mean, and if I'm the max, if I'm the max uh, manager, I may not, you know, maybe like, huh? Eh, I don't know. Yeah. Max is yeah. playing really well right now. I got probably start with a third if you wanted yeah, to get right. Chase Young. That's right? what I, that was my initial thought. Yeah, Crosby yeah. and a third for Chase Young. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking in our situation. We have Max Crosby. We're not mm-hmm. a contender. The 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 Chase Young manager in our league is uh, in the mix. He is a contender. So like to shore up that position. You know, if we yeah. went if we went fishing, what would be a fair offer? Sure, this is the best window to buy Chase Young, though, right? Yeah. Because he's gonna he's gonna recover fine. We're gonna see all the hype coming out. Oh, um, camp is gonna camp. be yeah. You know, we're gonna all the beat reporters are gonna be raving about the guy. Um, so yeah, I think this is your best window to buy right now. Um, but it's tough, you know, because it's uh. It, a lot of people are trying to contend right now, so you know it's 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 one of those weird deals. Yeah, I, I would mm-hmm. say the only way is if you have a situation like ours where the contender has Chase Young. Yeah, that's right. But also, they have you know, um, they ha- they have a need, right? Like that's true, man. Yeah, you guys really should reach out to him about that. Oh, we're gonna do it, Kyle. Let's, uh, <laughs> as soon as we get off this show, let's reach. That out That makes to a lot Sam. of sense, yep. right? Because you guys are rebuilding. Yep. Uh, and Sam is still kind of. Probably trying mix. to be in the mix. Get yeah. in the playoffs and see what happens, yeah. right? So, yeah, I uh, I don't know. This seems like – and I, I try to keep in mind, too, what John and Johnny talked about on the Big Nickel, which is take the long game with edge rushers. These guys yep. take time to develop, right? Year two, year three, year four. The curve goes up on a longer time horizon than it does for other positions. Just like Kyle mentioned earlier, uh, Marcus Davenport. Right, we're seeing yeah. it here with him. Was his year four, I believe? Yeah, year four yep. or five. Right, they didn't even pick up his fifth year option. I don't think. Yeah, that's how disappointed the Saints have been. Yeah, they're probably gonna be regret, to regret that. Work out a deal. Yeah. So there's our Chase Young value check. I appreciate you, big poll lover, for <laughs> doing the work and getting those results for us. So yeah, that was Kyle, awesome. one of the that was awesome. Yeah, one of the. Favorite resources that I have out there in IDP world is your weekly waiver wire article over at idpguys.org. So having done that now for 10 weeks, I'm curious, have there been any kind of trends or observations that you have from scouring the waiver wire over the course of the season that, you know, you're going to reflect on or take into next season or that you'd like to share with our listeners? What's, what's kind of been rattling around in your brain as you look back on this past season doing waivers? Um, well, I appreciate the kind words, man. That uh, definitely means a lot. Um, yeah, you know, this was uh, – we were talking a little bit before we started. This has been a really wild year, you know. Um, I think one thing, you know, just kind of doing the waiver wire article and, and having teams with – you know, some are competitive, some started slow, some started fast, um, having so many teams that, that I run. Um, it's – it's it, one big thing is, like, don't get complacent with your roster. I think is huge – as far as you got to stay active because like things can change so fast, like injuries pop up. I mean, guys, you know, it's with teams playing so many like different sub packages and, and it, it, like you guys talked with, with trip shout out trip with the uh, you know, there's really not too many full-time, you know, two teams that play two full-time linebackers anymore. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, like, the roles kind of change and, and things happen fast. So I, I definitely think it's important to 
continue to churn like the back end of your roster, right? If you, you just got to get rid of roster cloggers. And if somebody's, you know, like you, you kind of see them trending in the right direction. And if you, if you see them spiking a little bit of production and their snaps and they're going up a little bit, you know, like don't get stuck on a guy and just kind of keep cycling talent in, in, in solid depth, especially in your deeper roster leagues. But um, yeah, like just, even if you have a solid, you know, starting lineup going, it, I mean, things can just change in a hurry, you know, like Blake Martinez goes down um, just a huge blow early on. Then but like the both Denver linebackers, you know, AJ Johnson, Jose Jewell, I know they're not huge names, but you know, they're LB three types that you rely on. Right. Um, you know, Dre Greenlaw has a big week one and gets hurt. And then like the, just the plethora of, of edge guys and defensive ends that are getting hurt with the, you know, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, uh, Dino Hunter comes back and he's just, a monster and he gets hurt. So it's just like, you you know, you want to make sure you have guys that you're comfortable with bringing up off your bench, whether it was like early in the year, you know, John Franklin Myers was a guy that I was picking up a lot and, and uh, shout out Macri was on him right away. You know, I mean, he slowed down a little bit now, but it, you know, it, it's very important. I think to, to continue to follow who's playing well and who's not, a, you know, as far as adding him to your team, whether you're starting hot, starting slow, because you could always lose guys or get hot at the right time if you have the depth of injury strike other teams. Um, so I, I just think being active is important, and, and you just can't can't really get complacent with your roster um, is one big thing. Um, another thing was, you know, situations can change. You know, this is this one kind of – we all – a lot of us have, have said this in the, in the IDP world with, like, Zach Cunningham's the – the poster child of a player who was, you know, had monster year, led the league in tackles, but we always knew the rug could get pulled out at any point. Right. So um, situations can change. You might, a player, just because a player's putting up points, you got to make sure that he's actually a productive player. That isn't, there isn't a chance he loses his job, you know, whether it's a guy like Zach Cunningham or like Alex Singleton, um, you know, just, just make sure you keep an eye on, on things like that. And, um, because, you know, like I said, things can change change in a hurry. And then, you know, if you don't have anybody to sub in when those guys lose their jobs, then you're in trouble. You know, you got to start fishing the wire or make trades or whatever. If you already have a guy, you know, you're set. And um, another thing, this is a big a big thing that uh, our buddy Johnny the Greek, um, shout out Johnny, always talks about, what, you know, and his monster is the flash in the pan situations where you see a spike week or two out of those guys. So when you're – when you're looking week to week, you know, like make sure you're checking the the snap counts, you know, like um, uh, for example, like Caden Stearns in Denver, um, who's a talented rookie, I think could be something down the road, but he had like back-to-back weeks. He played like 20 total snaps or something in the two weeks, but had a, two big spike weeks with like a two sack week and a pick, but he was only seeing, you know, a handful of snaps, you know, you don't want to plug him in and they get burned the next week when he only plays special teams. <laughs> so it's just make sure you, you check out those flash in the pan situations. Um, so, yeah, that's just a few things there. Um, like, you know, Johnny's cornerback, shout out Johnny again, his cornerback streaming article. I think corners is extremely a streamable position. You know, you got your top dogs like Kenny Moore has just been absolutely balling out. He's said it, forget it. You know, there's a few other ones, but, you know, me and Josh in, in, in the RSO league, you know, we talk CBs every week, you know, what, what's the matchups and, um, you know, that's a position you can kind of see who's playing, who's hot, who's playing, you know, past heavy teams. Um, 
and with all these injuries on edge, I know Adam's been uh, streaming streaming defensive ends. I, I find it's my grim. It's been grim. <laughs> it's it's been tough, man. Uh, it, how, did, it just... how did John Wilkes Booth work out this week for you? <laughs> well, he's. I don't think he's he's on the team right now. I think they sent him back down. So, oh no! Yeah, <laughs> he's been demoted back to the minor leagues. I'm not positive though. He missed for COVID, and that kind of got him all out of whack. I, I didn't even check it. Uh, Jonathan Cooper's been great. That's been awesome. There you go. Yep. Charles Harris has been good. Um, who else do I have? I had someone else that was, oh, Zach Allen. Pretty solid. Yeah. Josh's yep. brother. Josh's brother. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> the Allen clan. <laughs> yeah. So you were saying it's been, it's been a depleted position this, this year. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's, uh, I find it hard to, you know, like find guys that, you know, like Jonathan Cooper was a good one. Cause I felt good writing him up and, and he's, you know, could be something and, you know, sometimes you're just like, there's just not a lot out there. It's a tough position to, uh, if you suffer a bunch of injuries, you know, I you find myself just churning and burning guys at, at the position, trying to find that spark, you know, you know, uh, like Dwayne Smoot off, opposite of Josh Allen had a couple weeks, then he has nothing. And, um, you know, it's just, it's week to week there. Um, linebackers, um, you know, I, one thing this year I noticed, you know, when we were talking about like what you guys talked about with trip with the, the team's not playing as many there as many teams that play like a full-time guy and a guy in the 80 85 percent range type deal um you find in those leagues where we start like say like unreal tournament you start four of them you find yourself getting more comfortable starting guys that are playing you know in that 65 percent range you know it's it's you know i more and more kind of gravitate to that so i, I end up like kind of feeling more comfortable writing those guys up because of those deeper roster leagues you know, it's just like you're trying to find guys that are getting enough run to get you six tackles and, and get you something, you know. It's- Shout out Jermaine Pratt. Yeah, sure. Shout out that. Jermaine Pratt. Yeah. It, it, it's the, the trip hit on the two big trends, I think, um, with the where are all the reliable three down linebackers and safeties, right? Like we absolutely this up for our newsletter in that this has been the year where. You have to get a little more comfortable starting guys in that 60 to 70% snap range at linebacker and at safety. Oh my gosh. I mean, you're just hoping that you, you didn't, you're not sunk by a high draft capital safety um, that you were maybe faded the position and grabbed a Kevin Byard late or something like that. uh, Because it's been a, it's been a bad year for safeties, Kyle. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's uh. And, um, you know, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, I think it was with Mike Waller on IDP nation and, uh, how that rookie, the rookie safety class, um, you know, it's been a rough year for safeties and the rookie safety class really didn't give us much to start the year. And they're starting to pick up now, which, you know, it's like Javon Holland starting to really come around and, and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, in general, it's just been, a yeah, that's, uh, that was a great article trip wrote. Uh, that was a great read. Um, and totally agree. But, yeah. You know, it's. It is, it's pay attention to the trends, right, Kyle? That's mm-hmm. why we have these type of episodes, even though Absolutely. we do love digging into what's happening week to week, you know, the the guys that are rising and falling, the trade targets, all that stuff. It is helpful to look at trends because then you see like, hey, cornerbacks have consistently scored amongst the top DBs all season. This is not just like a five-week aberration Right. Cornerbacks are scoring just as much as safeties, right? Like five out of the top 12 DBs were cornerbacks when we pulled this from big three scoring. And there are more and more teams that are deploying uh, just one linebacker 
You don't yes. have that second guy that's logging 80 plus percent of snaps like we used to see. So, yeah. Addy, it's not just injuries anymore that we have to worry about. It's this pendulum swing, right, of offense evolves, defense evolves to chase the offense. And then IDP, we kind of get swept away a little bit in that sometimes, that pendulum swing. Yeah, for sure. And I like what Kyle said about, you know, situations changing. Yeah, and they they often change again, right? Like yes. we saw with Quincy yeah. Williams, like we've seen yeah. with, with Zach Cunningham, a guy that we were all like, well, he's done. But then yeah. I think he just put up like 20 points this past week, right? Yeah, the Undertaker exactly. gif has never been more relevant <laughs> than this time of year, right? Because yeah. we want to, as human beings, we crave stories. We crave narratives. We want there to be a beginning, a middle, and an end, right? Like Zach Cunningham, we wrote his ending. It was over. We closed that book. We don't like cognitively when we have to reopen that <laughs> loop now and start thinking about Zach Cunningham in those terms. Yep. But Kyle, that's that is uh, part of the madness that makes fantasy football so exhilarating and so soul crushing <laughs> is that you have to reconsider: Am I actually going to go back to the Zach Cunningham well? Yes, right? absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it is. Am I going to trust Christian Kirksey again uh-huh. and hope that he doesn't fracture his chest? and miss an entire season again, right? right? So I think it is what you said so accurate of, like, you have to stay plugged in or you're just going to get washed out to see. You cannot phone it in, especially yes. this year, it feels like. I'm curious, Kyle, I'll get your take, and then, Addy, I want to hear yours as well because I know you're in a lot of leagues. Uh, what's been the most difficult position to find and replace off of waivers this year, Kyle? Um, consistent production, I would say is definitely like defense alignment edge for me. Like just the leagues where I've been hit hard, I have just struggled to find week to week guys that I'm comfortable just plugging in. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely tough. Yeah, that makes sense. Addy, I'm sure that might be your answer as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's for sure not linebacker. I mean, there's been, I'm just thinking recently, like AJ Klein, Josh yeah. Bynes minus this past week, um, right. Kaiser White, there's just been tons of just waiver guys that have been huge. And honestly, same with say, I know we've we I've kind of ragged on safety. My big lesson learned for safety, I there was I was kind of toying with the idea. It was like, oh, why don't you just load up on the big safety since it's kind of a you know, scarce position? There's not a lot of elite guys. No, don't do that um, because you can always find the value, right? Like I mean, Micah Hyde playing playing great this year. Xavier Woods, Jalen Thompson, shout out Bob. Um, and not just Jalen Jaron Curse had yeah. a monster week. Just tons yeah. of these guys yeah. that you can just put in yep. and, you know, get you 10 to 15 points easy. I think Absolutely. it's it's a, it's a good reminder, right, that we need to maybe as an exercise the beginning of every season, look at our top 12 rankings and just say, like, what's the confidence here, right? Like, <laughs> half, yeah. half of this, if not more, like 60 to 70% of this list is going to be wrong, right? right? So, like, who do we feel – who are we willing to go down with the ship on, right? Yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, but it, it just still blows my mind that it's like, no, it's not Buda Baker anymore. It's Jalen Thompson, yep. right? Like has consistently Crazy. outscored Buda week in and week out. Um, just unpredictability, man. And so it's like – but as a drafter, where do you make those picks? Do you just – fade IDP altogether when you're drafting both offense and IDP? I think so, man. I just grab it with, like, the end of your draft? I I think that's pretty much what you should do, truly. I mean, we've always known this. I mean, we we don't – usually we're not the the types that are taking IDPs early. But we're not, like, usually straight up of, you know, 
We're not punting it. Them. We're like right. seventh, eighth, ninth round, right. probably dipping our toe in. Yeah, get a get a few and then yeah. wait, you know, four or five rounds. But man, I think now just like just wait. Kyle, just wait as long as you can. I mean, get get like a, you know, even the edge guys, there there's there's not That's there's, what I'm saying. Like, is it even worth it anymore to invest high draft capital in defensive players? I don't think so. Maybe we're just feeling the burn a little bit, Kyle, but I'm curious now, <laughs> has this year changed your your draft outlook for IDPs at all? Um, I, I would say a little, yeah, I, I definitely, um, I like to, you know, I definitely like to hammer offense first and then I kind of dodge and move. Like I, if I see like a, a, a big tier of linebackers going that I want a part of, I'll, I'll jump in, you know, and grab one and then kind of have some names picked out for later that I feel will feel good as LB two, three, four types, whatever. But it, an edge is the same. Like if I can grab one of the top guys, great. If not, then I'm going to wait. Um, make a you know a t- solid tier of whatever six seven names and just wait till I feel like they're gonna go and just keep hammering offense because uh, like that's you know like the the Unreal Tournament League um, I love the setup with all the flex spots like if you have a strong offense you know it can carry you and, and you know what I mean it and uh, you can just kind of when you, when you hit your tier defenders later if if they are guys that you're comfortable with and they perform like you hope well then you're you're sitting pretty good you know. And, um, but yeah, I definitely, this year's kind of changing things a little bit in my mind. <laughs> this year's kind of poisoning the well a little bit. This is going to be an offensive pod moving forward. We're sick of these yeah. defensive guys. They, so, they all just let us down. Bringing you the best in say with some Southern Trauma, right? Yeah. With some Southern Trauma, it's nice. Hey, yeah. Ho, 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 gentlemen. The holidays came early here at Manscaped, the leading men's hygiene brand. Manscaped just launched new products, including their all-new ultra-premium body wash and a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. You heard Bobby giving that a sniff test at the beginning of the episode. It's legit. Check it out. Really, really good stuff for Manscaped. Their signature scent smells amazing. You're going to be masculine and your body is going to be hella clean. So check out these new products that they've got. They are legit. It's time to give yourself or someone who needs it the gift of beautiful skin, hair, and balls this holiday season. Go to manscaped.com and use promo code IDPSHOW for 20% off plus free shipping. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past, and it's possible you have Santa's beard in your pants. It's time to leave your significant other some cookies and milk at the bottom of your chimney. I am digging the hell out of all these Christmas puns about your dick and balls. I am talking about Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer has proprietary advanced skin safe technology. To reduce cuts on your nuts. That's one place you don't want blood. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. It's like a gift to your partner with less mess. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, moisturizer, and toner. It's time to keep your North Pole feeling and smelling fresh. Lord, I do love that anti-chafing ball deodorant. It is worth its weight in freaking gold. This hygiene bundle will also come with a pair of Manscaped anti-chafing boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. These boxers are legit, y'all. The perfect package for your perfect package. Manscaped is going beyond the groin 
with their new Ultra Premium Body Wash. It's infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. They also just launched their new 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, which has key ingredients with benefits that include hydrating, nourishing, conditioning the scalp, plus strengthening your hair at the same time, folks. It is the do-it-all shampoo and conditioner. Tis the season to load up on Manscaped products, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code IDPSHOW at manscaped.com. Every guy out there needs to add Manscaped to their wish list this season. So, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code IDPSHOW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code IDPSHOW. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. It's the IDP Show, now you know. But let's let's go from the negative here to the positive. This is the week of Thanksgiving, Addie. We're obviously thankful for Kyle B. Um, and so, Kyle, this was your question, and I really liked it because I think it's easy this time of year just to feel burned out and just like, why are we doing this? Let's just go <laughs> walk into the woods and never come back. Um, so let's spin thankful. And I want you to look back on the season that was. Addie, you'd be thinking of one as well. I've got one in mind here, but we'll let Kyle go first. Who are some IDPs that you're thankful for in 2021, Cal? Um, the first one, and it's just a straight-up homer pick because um, I'm a Packer fan, and not only because I'm a Packer fan, that he's been an IDP stud unsurprisingly – I mean surprisingly, and that's Devondre Campbell. Um, you know, Green Bay signed him late. And I really didn't know what to expect. A lot of great things coming out. And I never would have thought he'd be playing his best, probably his best football right now, you know? (laughs) And um, I kind of took him in a lot of drafts late too. Um, Our one best ball I did. And then um, a couple other ones late and he's been just rock solid. Um, So as a Packer fan and an IDP player, Devondre Campbell, um, definitely thankful for him this year. Definitely. He is, uh, He's like the weird kind of um, casserole Addy that's at yes. the table, and you don't really know what it is, but then you bite in, you're like, oh, man. I'm solid. That's surprisingly mm-hmm. good, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, I'll go next here. So mine is a player that's giving me hope for 2021 that I didn't necessarily have high hopes for when I traded for him, which is, uh, Kyle, you mentioned him earlier, Javon Holland, safety for the Miami mm-hmm. Dolphins. Um, has really looked legit here the past few weeks and the ways that they're deploying this player. uh, I'm starting to see just NFL Twitter start to take notice, and that's when my ears start to perk up of like, okay, if if this player is breaking out of the little IDP cocoon that I live in and (laughs) just fantasy uh, football players and NFL fans in general starting to notice this player, that's a very good sign. And the box scores have reflected – you know, how well Javon Holland has been playing. So, Addy, I'm thankful for Javon Holland. I like that. That's a good one. Thank you, Addy. Okay, for me, I'm going to go with Mr. Eric Kendricks. Oh, man. He's just been incredible this year. He's so good. Um, Yes. Let's pull up the log real quick just to kind of give him his respect. But, yeah, I think you said he's the number two linebacker in RSO. 
He's number one right now. Number uh, one. Now, this is not after this week. This is just with week week 10 scoring so far. 14 points, 15 points, 24 points, 10.5 points, 20.7 points, 17 points, 21 points, 18 points, 30 points, 10 points. Good God. It's like um, he's, he, he's the mac and cheese for me. Like, he is always good. You're, you're never disappointed. And this is just a particularly good year. Maybe someone sprinkled in like some Ritz crackers on top to give it a little crunch. Uh, but he's just so good. He's the turkey for me. Is he turkey? That was another one I thought of. <laughs> Disrespected, boy. Disrespected. And also, he keeps overlooked. getting better, right? If, if yeah. you're the one that's making the turkey, you keep getting, you keep, you know, picking yeah. up little tips. Ooh. You keep fig- figuring out, this, you know, how to make this turkey better, juicier. Right. Putting I bro- love that butter thing. underneath the skin, yeah. right? Shoving a can up its ass, as Bobby would say. <laughs> yeah, damn right. Yes, sir. <laughs> I like. Yeah, oh, I, I do all kinds of stuff for this thing. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like uh, I feel like Javon Holland's like a really good dessert, right? Because he mm-hmm. comes in at the end. He makes the end of the meal really, really worthwhile. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's like a sweet potato crunch, like a <laughs> little bit of dessert, a little bit of a side. You're like, what is this thing? What is this? Th- I don't know. He's kind of hybrid. You're like second guessing it, but then it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I love sweet potato crunch. So that's probably my favorite Thanksgiving dish. Stuff. I wonder, yeah, Kyle, do they have sweet potato crunch up north? We're gonna. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to. Yeah, we I have. We, I, we usually have sweet potatoes. But I don't know if we have sweet potato crunch, but um, that's that needs to be. It, it's like a sweet happen. potato casserole type deal. I'm sure you got. I'm sure you've had it. It's but it's amazing. Yeah, we always like to ask John, like, hey, do you have these? Just normal American holidays in Canada. What did he get us thinking Halloween was? He was calling it Candy uh, Candy Fest. Candy Fest. Candy Fest. <laughs> Literally, if you went back and looked at my Google search history, I was looking to see if Candy Fest was a real thing. Um, but they do have Thanksgiving, but I think it's on a weird day. Yeah, it's not like on a on our normal like last Thursday of the month type of can't, schedule. Can't trust that macro. Can't trust them Canadians. <laughs> Gal, you're a little too close. We need you to move down south, get uh, further away from the Canadian border. Yes, sir. All right, all right I start packing up, man. I gotta. I, it's too cold go. up here anyway. I'm over it. Uh, come on down. You know, you get some more golf days. Yeah. We're, we're closer. Yeah. To, we're only eight hours to Florida, so tons of fried chicken. Tons of fried chicken. Just yeah, clog up the arteries even further. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I think you had some more on your list, Kyle. Who else are you thankful for? Next one was this was another unexpected guy, and it was probably one of the best waiver wire ads of the year, and that's Denzel Perryman. Because mm, like, you know, I I was always a fan of Denzel Perryman. I drafted him in rookie drafts back when coming on Miami, and like always enjoyed watching him play. We just couldn't stay healthy, and um, and when he got you know traded over to uh, the Raiders, I you know it was just a mess there, and I didn't really know what to expect, right? But I mean, he's. He's been just absolutely a stud, and it's I just never saw it coming. And um, I picked him up a couple of redraft league or one redraft league him in, and a couple other leagues I picked him up. And I mean, the dude's got 114 tackles right now, 74 solos, and he's just been awesome. So yeah, he was like a guy that wasn't able to stay healthy like the past like four years, pretty much, right? (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, we we used to joke that he had like dick pics of the coaches in LA (laughs) because why the hell else would they keep starting this guy? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. I d- did not. I didn't know what to expect when he went to Vegas, but this sure as hell wasn't it. <laughs> I thought maybe he'd be a camp body that would that would make it. I don't know through the first couple weeks of the season, and then Corey Littleton would take over. KJ Wright would take over. Yeah, Kwiatkowski would take over. Yeah, not Denzel Perryman, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he's been a baller. Yeah, but he really so has. many of those vets. I mean, that's a big lesson learned for me. Just, I mean, lean towards the vets, right? If you're gonna be, if you're gonna be punting IDP, you're you're probably gonna be looking at a lot of vets, and that's the yeah. way to go. Really, yep. I mean, when it comes yep. to linebackers, linebackers especially, yep. yeah, and safeties too. You know, I mean, those there's tons of just vets that are that are solid at safety for a long time. So, yep. absolutely. All right, Kyle, who's next on your thankful list? One last guy I had on here. It's a player. It's near and dear to me that. I, I'm happy to. I'm thankful that he's back and and IDP relevant. And that's Taylor Rapp. Um, I've always been a big Taylor Rapp fan. Um, I, I wrote an article before last year on him that I was super pumped about, and then he came out and uh, got hurt in training camp, and nothing really, you know, transpired for him last year. So that was a bummer. And I have him in a lot of teams, um, and I'm just happy that he's. He's back out there and uh, doing his thing. Um, he had a big week, week 10. He's on a bye this week, but um, big week last week. He had a couple of slower weeks before that, but um, he's he's certainly uh, back on the IDP safety map. So I'm just just super happy to be watching Taylor Rapp uh, out, out there playing and getting me some points. So I love it. I'm so tempted to just say that's a wrap. I know. IDP show. <laughs> We just ended this episode prematurely <laughs> twice now, Eddie. But, uh, Hell yeah! <laughs> it is. It's good to have Taylor Rat back. Um, it's uh, it's been, you know, for uh, a team that we questioned, where are the IDP points going to come from? You know, we yep. obviously felt good about Aaron Donald. Um, we didn't know linebacker. Who knows? Giant question mark. Is it get your reader? Is it Ernest Jones? Is it Kenny young before he got traded safety? Is it fuller? Is it rap? Is it, who's it going to be? And it has been nice to have Taylor rap back in the mix. So, uh, thankful for him as well. Addy, who's uh, you got another one on the list. Yeah, here? I got one. I can add Hit here with it. Marcus golden. That is, that is one of nice, your absolute yeah. most beloved yeah. players. I love Marcus golden. Yeah. He's, uh, if we're looking uh, on sleeper, um, he is 14th. Uh, he's the 14th best defensive lineman in terms of points per game, 15.1 points per game. Um, just a monster this year. He's got, let's see, he's got 10 sacks in 11 games. Wow. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? I, I mean, did not realize he was that high on the sack total. He's crushing it this year. Yeah. Um, so just love to see it. You know, this is a guy that's just uh, – Bounced around, kind of just had like a, a – he, he flashed there in Arizona early on in his career, like when he was like in his mid-20s. And then, you know, I think he had a big uh, a big injury. And then he's been really productive, honestly, though. Like when he's gotten his shots, he just has never really gotten a chance to play this much. Um, so it's just nice to see see him uh, ball out, and especially since they have a, a real need there now that J.J. Watt's done. Yeah. Went yeah. from uh, Marcus Golden to Marcus Silver. Perhaps even Marcus Bronze for a while. But it's sure. glad. It's glad to see his golden heart has returned to your chest, Daddy. Hey, Marcus Platinum next year, that's baby. That's right, baby. Triple Diamond. Sure. <laughs> I don't know if that's higher than Platinum, but... Uh, it is today. Probably probably not. Yeah, that's what we're going to say, right? So, um, I love that. So, it's a good time to be thankful, and uh, we are thankful for the IDPs that make... Uh, what can be, you know, a frustrating exercise, all the more enjoyable. <laughs> Kyle, we appreciate you bringing that question to us. But as we spin forward, right, we've looked back on the year that was, on the week that was. Let's end the episode here spinning forward, Kyle. I'm curious, as we look ahead toward the final weeks of the regular season for fantasy football and the fantasy playoffs, 
Who are some IDPs that you expect to pick up steam as we close the season? Um, uh, first guy I wrote down, it might be a little bit of low hanging fruit after this week, but it's Chris Jones. Um, he had the huge week this week, the three and a half sacks. Um, he's back to playing inside, which just suits him better. Uh, pretty sure, uh, Macri highlighted this. So shout out Macri for, for this call. Um, and I'm, I'm a huge Chris Jones fan. I think he's just a beast inside. And now that he's back to his more comfortable spot, um, I'm thinking we start seeing him produce the results that we kind of expected and getting us some of that production could be an absolute beast in those DT required leagues and those DL leagues. If he can really get it rolling. Cause when he gets going, he's, he's tough to stop. So now that he's back to doing, you know, back to his spot where he, where he works best. Um, I'm, I'm thinking we could see a nice finishing stretch from Chris Jones. Love that Chris Jones. Uh, the faith was rewarded Addy. If you stuck with him, kept him on your team, <laughs> kept him in your lineups, I didn't think Dallas would be the week that he would blow up, but, you know. Right, that, yeah. Thus is, thus is football. Unpredictable. <laughs> right. When it's, it's one of those deals where it's like whenever we – remember the end of the year when everyone – when they had the reports of him switching uh, to the outside and playing yeah. more outside, everyone was like, oh, hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> He's Let's going to wheels <laughs> up, baby. And then, like, yep. week three, they were like, get this asshole <laughs> off my team. I'm sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now that he's moving back inside and playing more yeah, inside, yeah, he's... He, he looked, I will say, I watched a little bit of that game, and he looks humongous. He is huge. sometimes how big Chris Jones is. Yeah, remember, we saw him in person, baby. That we did. Yeah. I remember seeing, like, who the hell is that? And then you <laughs> look at the number, and you look at the name, like, that's Chris Jones. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 6'6", six, six, <laughs> 300 pounds. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a big boy. Absolute wrecking ball. Yeah. Love that call. Like you said, maybe low-hanging fruit, but I think people need to realize with the switch back to the inside, especially in those D-tackle-required yeah. leagues, this is a guy that's essentially an auto start at a position that is tends to be pretty shallow. And with D-tackle, I'm sorry, I'm just going to leave the guy in that can get you a 40-point week, right? And we know Chris Jones can do that, yep. especially now yep. that he's playing his more natural position of uh, tackle. So I'll give yep. y'all one, and it is a homer pick. This is one of my original babies. We talk about uh, Quincy Williams. I'm going with Jayon Brown of the mm. Tennessee Titans. Has had a great run since returning from injury. He was on the IR for a stretch there. But since week nine, he has gone 10.5 points, 12 points, 15 points the past three weeks. We know Jayon Brown is good. It's just been a matter of injury. We worried about David Long's emergence there in Tennessee. But uh, as we look ahead... And questions abound with this Tennessee offense. You know, how is the split between offensive and defensive time going to change now that Tennessee can't really control the clock like they used to on offense with no Derrick Henry? How does that change the equation? I have to imagine that means we're going to see more of the Tennessee defense on the field. So with how well he's been playing since he returned from injury, Kyle, I like Jayon Brown to be a nice potential, you know, league winner for people down the stretch. I like that call a lot. Been solid, Addy. And uh, at, right now, linebacker, we're just looking for solid. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, no David Long. So that's helping. That has we'll, helped. We'll see what happens with that. But I imagine Jayon Brown's going to be the guy out there beside him. Did Monty Rice, did he get the, uh, was, was, I didn't even keep up with the Titans this week. Did the, um, did Rashawn Evans play or was he out? No, he's been out. I don't know. I just um, know they lost to the Texans and that makes me very <laughs> happy. But yeah. I th- Kyle, I think you were going to give the actual analysis here. 
Yeah, Monty Rice has been rolling with Jayon Brown. Uh, Evans has missed the last four or so. And, uh, yeah, David Long has been out. And, I mean, I'm with you guys. I think when uh, even when David Long comes back, it should be David Long and Jayon Brown rolling out there for the Titans. Yeah. Be, um, Brown's just just a better linebacker than Rashawn Evans. And Evans has never really lived up to what they had hoped for in Tennessee. So, just if Brown oh, yeah. can stay healthy. I like that call. If Brown can stay healthy, he could be a really nice uh, linebacker down the stretch for you. Love it. Addy, what you got for us? Who do you like picking up steam as we close um, out the season? Let's see here, Josh. Going to go with a Marcus <laughs> Golden. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, had him, I had him picked out, and then you guys got me distracted, and I forgot who I had again. This was I, your question. You told me to put it in the dock. <laughs> I didn't mean I was going to do it now. All right, we'll come back to no, Addy. I, I got one. Okay. Demario Davis, who's let people down a lot lately. If you look at his last three games, um, he's only averaging six points per game. So I'm sure people are like, what the hell is going on? I think it's fine. I think he's going to be fine. I wouldn't be, uh, you know, don't get him out of your lineup. He's still playing pretty much all the snaps. Um, better days ahead for Demario Davis. Jamal Adams, another guy that we've already seen kind of recently come back on. I think he could have a, a big second half. Um Preston, uh, Preston Smith yes. for, for Mr. Kyle B. He's been playing much better as of late. They need him yeah. yep. uh, in, in Green Bay. So um, there's three for you. There's three. You did well, Addy. Thank you. You did very well. <laughs> Kyle, who is your next guy that you like picking up steam as we close the season? The other guy I wrote down, it's, it's a player who's been playing really well this year. Um, and it's a guy we talked about before. It's Max Crosby. So it's kind of crazy. He's, he's had a real solid year. But um, he's got a league-leading 66 pressures per PFF. Leads the league. But he's, he hasn't had a sack since, uh, what, week six? Where he had that huge game against Denver. So he's getting the pressures. And it's just like he's due for, you know, you know he's, he's due to get back in the sack column. So um, I think, man, he's due to just kind of get home for a few here. As we go, um, the matchups next few weeks aren't great with Dallas, Kansas City, and Washington. Not quite the best, but, I mean, if he continues to get pressure, he can get home. But week 15, he gets Cleveland. Week 16, he gets Denver. Both have allowed 30 sacks on the year. Um, kind of bottom end, pass protecting offensive lines. So if you get to the uh, the big games, Max has got some nice matchups. Um, could come up clutch for you. Um, so I just feel like... He's just get you know all them pressures, man. He's he's just due for, you know, for a run here to get, to get some sacks. But um, yeah, that, that's my boy. I hope he picks it up. He's been he's been productive. Just we, we need him to get home for a few. Follow the pressures, Eddie. As we know, pressures are real. They are a great indicator yes. of future success. And oh yeah, you like to say brighter days ahead for certain guys, and I think Max is going to start translating some of those sure. pressures here soon. We call those predictive analytics. Oh, look at you, Buster. Sure. All right, Mr. Yeah. Statistician. That's right, PFF Addy. <laughs> yeah, so you need to just do that and just see if John says anything and then start like at mentioning Collinsworth a lot. All right, yeah. I'm sure, that, I'm sure that'll go well. I'm sure that wouldn't result in a lawsuit. Bankrupt our whole operation, Addy, with your recklessness. Be worth it. It'd be worth it, yeah, for the for the memes and for sure. the S's and G's, right? Anything for the LOLs. <laughs> All right, Cal, as we bring this thing to a close, my friend, um, what's what? what is one thing that, speaking of being thankful, 
that you haven't just enjoyed about football in general this season, right? Evan asked a great question today on Twitter. thought it was kind of an interesting breakdown. Like, he actually doesn't like the sport of football. Doesn't really care that much about it. Doesn't derive pleasure from watching it. But really enjoys the analytics, right? And thinking about this, the stats and how it can be predictive for success and game theory. And so that really got me thinking, like, what does football mean in kind of the broader context? And, you know, I've said on Twitter, I retweeted that and said that football's always meant family and hanging out with Addy and all of our buddies at Connor's house and eating good food and just watching football all day. It's kind of a good excuse to hang out, and especially as you get older, uh, that gets tougher and tougher to do with kids and jobs and other obligations. So I have enjoyed, especially in a post, you know, post-pandemic world, an excuse to get back together and watch football with folks. So what's one thing here, Kyle B? Take us home with something that you have enjoyed about football this season beyond just IDP, because we know we love us some IDP, but let's let's <laughs> look beyond that for this one. Right along the same lines as you, Josh, um, football definitely means – you know, family and, and friends to me, um, grew up watching football with my grandpa, you know, huge Packer fan, my dad, huge Packer fan. And he was also a high school football coach for 20 years. So, um, football has been a big part of our family growing up. Um, so definitely, you know, fam- brings family to mind when I'm a lot of us sit around, you know, I go to my grandpa's house and my dad's house to watch the game or, and especially my friends too. Like you said, you know, we get together, watch the Packer games, have a few beers, bring some food and stuff. And, uh, you know, another thing is too, is like, we talked a little bit about this for the show is in some of our fantasy leagues, some of my oldest leagues, um, some of our friends that I grew up with that don't live close anymore. It keeps us connected too. you know, like we play against each other. My buddy, I play tonight. I was telling you, I need Mike Evans to have me a game. You know, he lives, eight hours away and we're texting back and forth, you know? Um, so just, you know, it just kind of keeps, keeps you connected to your, your friends and family, you know, that you grew up enjoying the sport with. So. Absolutely. Addy, I know for you, it's just degenerate gambling. <laughs> that's, what, that's what keeps you Pretty alive. Much. Sure. <laughs> just a chance of maybe hitting the big one. <laughs> just, just getting rich and cashing out, right? Sure, just, uh, just clinging to that thought. That's what gets me through. That's what gets you through. That's right. We had, to, we had to bring it back down to earth after two sentimental picks. Sure. Yeah. You degenerate. Uh, I'm, you a degenerate. I'm a degenerate. I'm a degenerate, too. We, we all are. We all yeah. are. If you play IDP, you're, you're a degen. That's yeah. yeah, we've done an yeah. IDP podcast for almost two and a half years now, so yeah. that's going to be the status for us. So... Well, Kyle, man, this has been a lot of fun. It's good sometimes, like we said, just to have these chats, just to pull back from the nitty-gritty work of uh, IDP and fantasy football analysis in general. But as we wrap up, tell the folks where can they find you on Twitter, where can they find your work, and what do you have coming up here? Um, Yeah, on Twitter, you can find me um, at kbelf54. Um, all my uh, written work is over at idpguys.org. Um, during the season, I write the weekly waiver wire article, um, do some rankings as well, the dynasty rankings. And then um, the off season, um, you know, probably take a, take a little break and uh, after Super Bowl, and then uh, hopefully start diving into this rookie class and, and uh, getting familiar with those guys. And um, yeah, man, always available for any questions. If anybody has them, IDP, football, anything in general, uh, always down to, uh, you know, talk and, and uh, whatnot. And um, 
man, this is a lot of fun. And I, I, man, I always have a good time uh, chatting with you boys and I appreciate you bringing me on again, man. This was great. Absolutely. Appreciate you joining us. Adam, like we said, nicest guy in IDP. Yeah, he absolutely <laughs> means that. Reach out to him. Kyle yes. will absolutely answer your questions. Uh, yeah, Kyle's the best. Love this you, Kyle. Is, this is not the uh, this is not like the yeah the, the the boilerplate. I have to say this right. <laughs> this is what analysts say. Reach out to me. The, Kyle means that. Yeah. Kyle actually does want to help you. So, all right. Well, we love you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. It was a lot of fun. We'll do this again in the off season. Maybe in the lead up to the draft, we can uh, talk about some of those rookie picks that people apparently want more than Chase Young. So, we'll talk about some guys to see maybe who can fill those slots. But in the meantime, man, good luck the rest of the season. Thanks again for coming on. Shout out to our patrons and our listener league participants. We love and appreciate y'all as well. Hope you all enjoy Thanksgiving, however you celebrate. Uh, Hope you enjoy the food, the family, and the football. Like I said, we'll be back on Wednesday with the Week 12 preview. But until then, we love you all. Take care. Bye-bye.